Our women's game has come leaps and bounds over the past half decade with more attention put on women's rugby league than ever before. With more investment in the international women's game, women's state of origin and of course the creation of the NRLW competition. However, we are still seeing the women of our game not treated equally to the men not given the same opportunities to thrive and have a reputable competition and one that is profitable to the same extent. I'm Oliver from Rugby League in my opinion and women's rugby league deserves better. So where does this come from? Why am I so infuriated and upset over the fact that women's rugby league's not being given this opportunity to thrive? Why do I believe this is so after just saying to you guys how far the women's game has come so far. I was recently asked to write an article uh, from my work, Everything Rugby League, for them back in September. It was over a bit of a pay dispute, I guess you could say, between the NRLW players and the NRL. Basically, Hannah Southwell, who I believe is the RLPA's women's representative, uh, players union board member, I should say. I've got the article in front of me here. She spoke to the Sydney Morning Herald and revealed something a little bit disturbing, in my opinion. Basically, the 2021 NRLW season was postponed to the start of 2022. We'll be getting that competition in mid to late February, I think, and the comp will finish up sometime in March. Of course, though... This means that these women weren't going to be playing in a competition at the end of 2021. And what do you do about pay? Well, the NRL eventually came to a decision that there would be a relief payment for all players, $3,500, and that the 30 marquee players from the NRL women's competition would have their contracts paid out in full which are believed to be worth between $8,000 and $12,000. Now, you can have your opinion, your say on that. However, that's not necessarily what I'm looking at. In this Sydney Morning Herald article, Southwell actually revealed that the women's players did not know what was going on for a while and that Hannah Southwell herself was constantly trying to get in contact with Andrew Abdo and was either not given answers or was just, I guess you could say, snobbed completely. Think about that. The, you know, the leader of a player's union not being spoken to by the person who runs the league, the NRL CEO. If this happened in the men's game, would we get the same response? Would we? I don't think so. I can put my hand up and say I genuinely don't think said player would be treated with such disrespect and lack of care. Eventually, Andrew Abdo announced, I believe it was in a meeting, that the 30 players would be getting their contracts paid out in full and that there would be a relief payment of $3,500. I've got a quote from Southwell here from the article when she was speaking to the Sydney Morning Herald, she said, I found that inappropriate, the fact that Abdo wasn't 
getting back to her and that he just randomly announced this without giving any notice to any of the NRLW players. I texted to say it was great there was an update, but we'd still like the information to be sent to the RLPA beforehand. He, Andrew Abdo, just didn't reply. Again, just didn't reply. What are we doing? What are we doing here? What's the point in women and league round? What's the point in promoting the women's game and trying to show that we're progressive and we're moving forward and we're giving women a chance where these women aren't even getting a chance to have whole discussion with the NRL CEO, with people within the game, right? What's the, like, what's going on here? That, yeah, that's deeply disturbing to me. I've also got a quote here from the head of the RLPA, Clint Newton. As the player's representative, I don't think you could ever underestimate just how much courage it takes to step forward into an uncomfortable situation like what they were faced with and say no. That's not how we want to engage and communicate. What Newton means by say no is that I now think, and I don't think we've had an update since, um, basically they've declined that now, the, the women's players, and I think they're gunning for full payment of all contracts which I'm all for but you know what if there was a discussion held if there was more back and forth between Southwell and the NRL double W players and Andrew Abdo then maybe they could have come to some sort of compromise uh, but it's unfortunate to see this happen since then calls for an independent commission I guess you could say or for basically for the NRLW to govern themselves, calls for an NRLW self-governance have sort of really risen here because you would avoid a situation like this if there was an NRLW CEO and a team of people solely focused on the NRLW, which I'm all for. Of course, it all comes under the NRL umbrella. It's all still a part of the NRL, but I think it would be beneficial if an Andrew Abdo or a Peter Volandis, put in the time and effort to find someone, man or woman, I'm not necessarily saying it has to be either, although it would be nice to be a woman. It would be nice if it was a woman, I should say. Put them in that position of power. Someone with a bit of business savvy, someone who knows how to make things work. At the end of the day, as I've said before, the NRL and NRLW are businesses. Rugby league is the game. They are businesses. You need someone with business savvy as a CEO. It's great if they've got rugby rugby league knowledge too, but you've got to have business knowledge. That's the must. Someone with some business savvy, better knowledge about the game, get Philandis or Abdo to train them up, maybe give them a quick rundown of how things go. They should be qualified already and they can put their team together and whilst it's still under the NRL umbrella, they get their budget, so do the NRL, and they can put that time and effort into running the NRLW competition, and I think the competition would benefit greatly for it, and we would see further leaps and bounds forward for the women's game. A big argument that I always see people make for women's sport is that the women should be paid the same as the men. And the counter-argument usually is, 
it's not viable. As in, in most women's sports, compared to the men's sport, they don't make as much revenue, they don't sell as many tickets, they don't sell as much merchandise, etc. Which for many of them is true, and it's no fault of the athletes themselves, but you put it this way, at least let's look at rugby league. Here in Australia, we have over 100 years of men's rugby league history and that time for those players to develop and the time for the competition to develop as well. Women's Rugby League, what we're heading into our third NRLW competition. Give it time. And that's something I want to get into as well because while the argument is, you know, you can't be paying the same amount to someone who's not bringing in that revenue, it's correct. However, what the NRL needs to be doing is giving the women's competition the opportunity to flourish so that one day, they can get paid the same because they are selling as many tickets and they are selling as much merchandise, etc. And this is something they need to aim to be achieving as quickly as possible. It's not going to happen overnight, as I said. In many men's sport as well, you've got at least 100 years of history compared to, I'd say, at most 10 years of history for most women's sports. Again, it's no fault of the women. You've just got to give it time to grow, people to get invested And you know what, while there are many leagues around the world, or I should say codes, sporting codes around the world, where it is a bit of a challenge for the women's game to be at the same level as the men's, just because of how big the men's version of the game is, right? I don't necessarily think that's the case of rugby league. I think it is feasible. It's going to take a lot of work and time, but it is feasible for the NRL women's competition to be as popular and as viable as the men's. And we'll see equal pay. We will see the same attendance, I hope, and as much merchandise being sold in the women's game as we do see in the men's. So what can the NRL and fans do now to to get this going and maybe see a bit of a spike in the coming years? Well... From what I've seen, from most people I've seen, whether it's online or just the the general feel, most people want to support the women's game, but don't. And it's not because they're women playing. I have seen a couple of people who are against it because they're women. I'll be honest, I think that's stupid. (laughs) You know, a woman is no less able to run a ball or make a tackle that a man, you've just got to be taught. And that's the thing too, with the women's game being so new compared to the men's, you've got to give time for these women to get that coaching, to learn, right? So it's not going to be the same looking game as the men's game straight away. But in terms of the women's game, they're already going leaps and bounds. They're playing a hell of a lot better than um, when the men's game first started. I'll tell you that. They're playing a similar style, I'd say, more to the 90s. The Winfield Cup era, if you could say, or the latter years of the Winfield Cup era, which I think many fans would say is probably the most entertaining era of rugby league in terms of the on-field product, which is why a lot of people want to support it. And it's not an age thing because I know just as many people in their 50s, even 60s, 40s, as I do people in their 30s, 20s, Tens who are four women playing the game want to support the competition 
However, there are a couple of reasons as to why they don't. The main reason that I've seen is that teams play once a season and to this point at least there have only been four teams in the competition. And don't think of it as men's, women's, whatever. If you have a top-grade sporting competition that only has four teams that play each other once in a regular season and then you have a grand final, it is very hard to invest in even if you are a Broncos, Roosters, Warriors or Dragons fan. The Titans and the Knights are coming in for the 2021 season, which will be at the start of 2022. The Warriors are opting not to play in that season. I believe they should be back for the 2022 season, which will be at the end of the men's 2022 season, which will be good to see. But, yeah, how do you really invest in that competition? How do you be passionate about it, really? Like, you've got to give yourself time to become passionate and ride the highs and lows of a season. But how can you ride the highs and lows when there's literally four games and then a grand final? It is hard to do. I'm a supporter of the women's game. I've watched the NRLW, but it is, it is hard purely based on the format. So the first thing is, why aren't the teams playing each other twice? That's one way you could make this less of a problem. Have the teams play each other twice. And they're not doing it again this year. Although, understandably, if there was going to be any year where they only play each other once, it would be this year when we've got a women's competition, or sorry, next year when we've got a women's competition at the start of the year and at the end of the year. That's the only time it's really understandable, but to this point it's not been. We've got the six teams, they're all playing each other once in the regular season. Six games each. Hypothetically, they all play each other twice. That's half an NRL season. Can get behind that. Can support that. Half an NRL season. I remember in the first year of the women's NRL, I believe it was 2018. In 2018, when the women's NRL kicked off, we had a grand final between the undefeated Broncos, who have only lost once overall, I think, in the history of the competition, up against the Roosters, who had lost their first three games, were dead last on the ladder, won their first game of the season in the final round, and found themselves in second place and in a grand final. What? Like, I'm sure you guys get what I mean here. We just need these teams to play at least twice a year so we can build up a bit of a competition, ride these highs and lows with the teams, start to support these teams and have that passion of supporting them throughout a season. Again, from 2023 onwards, I, I again, I get it next year because we've got two competitions, but from 2023 onwards, teams have got to play each other twice. And I hope we expand the competition again with the Warriors coming back at another team, eight teams, all play each other twice. 16 games in the season. Great. Can start the season a few weeks into the NRL competition. Have a proper season. A proper season. And you know what? By then you've got eight teams. Maybe you can have a four-team final series. First versus fourth. Second versus third. Winners go through to the grand final. I'm happy with that. I think that's a good place to start. And we will start to see more investment from fans into the women's game. More supporters, both men and women, will support higher attendances to games. I would also like to see more standalone games. 
and the attendance at said games will be bigger if this happens. Play twice a year, expand to eight teams at least for now. I get why they didn't do it straight away and we started with four due to, you know, developing that talent pool. I think by 2023, we should be right to have eight teams all play each other twice in a season. You can have the Tasha Gale Cup and the BHP Women's Premiership in Queensland and New South Wales act as a New South Wales and Queensland Cup, but have the NRLW be the focus for a large part of the NRL men's season too. Anyway, guys, that's all I have to say on this topic. You can get in contact and have your say via the Rugby League My Opinion Facebook and Instagram pages. Thank you for listening. If you're listening on Spotify, please subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then please leave a five-star rating and possibly a kind review if you don't mind as well. See you guys next time.